Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns. We're going to give you your defensive review from the Browns' 33-29 loss to Kansas City. Before we do so, again, a reminder about TickPick, T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, your no-fee ticket broker site. They're the original no-fee site. They will take care of you like few other sites do, providing you an opportunity to go get tickets without those horrendous fees. And again, another reminder, they will match up to 110% of any ticket that you find cheaper on another site. Again, these other sites, they're going to show you a price and then charge you these fees. That is not what TickPick does. They give you a specific price, and they do not stick those horrendous fees hidden at the very end. So go to TickPick.com breakdown, use my promo code breakdown, and get $10 off your first order. If you're going to that Texans game this weekend, or you're going to the Bears game the following weekend, maybe going to the Cardinals game in a couple weeks after that, Make sure to use TickPick, T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com slash breakdown as a means to find tickets for the game. So we're going to talk about the defense. Uh, and, and in this game, you know, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not a big secret that the defense didn't dominate the football game. I think when you look back on it and you, you sort of try to evaluate what happened to the defense, I, shouldn't, I should sort of preface this by, by letting you know, I recorded something last night. It did not upload. It's because the audio file was blank. I'm in Dallas. I'm on a work trip. I'm trying to do a little bit of both. And with traveling, the things that save to a certain location at my home office are not saving to the same location here. So there was a communication issue between wherever I thought it was saving and wherever I was trying to post it. It didn't get posted. So, you know, if the sound quality is a little different, I'm sorry, different location. Just going to have to do the best we can. Uh, but again, now we get back to the defense. Let's talk about the total numbers for the day. The, the, you know, they held the Chiefs to under 400 yards, which I think is a net win. 6.5 yards of play, not great, but again, could be worse. 73 rushing yards, solid. 324 passing yards, you'd like that to be better. The issue, above all else, with the team's statistical stuff is the 9 for 13 on third downs. So they, they were killed on third downs when trying to keep Mahomes in the pocket. So... Whatever the method is, because if you look at the game, guys, and go through Pro Football Focus's metrics, they had eight. Miles Garrett himself had eight pressures. If you look at guys who led the day on pressures, they got after Mahomes. I mean, they had. I'm, I'm just going to read to you the numbers. We'll tally them up as we go. Miles Garrett had eight total pressures. Jadevin Clowney had four. Malik Jackson had four. So that already puts you at 16 pressures. 18 if you include Tack McKinley. They gave JOK a, t- a pressure. 19. Jordan Elliott a pressure. 20. MJ Stewart a pressure 21, Joe Jackson a pressure 22, obviously his was a sack as well, and then Malik McDowell got a pressure, that's 23 pressures on the quarterback, the problem was they could not box him into the pocket, so they proved that they can go out and pressure him, get him off of his spot, make him, you know, put put things in Mahomes' face, because you obviously have to get pressure into his face, but you have to also box him in the pocket, or have somebody sitting there waiting on him to escape, so when the Browns decide to but, you know, when they get the Chiefs again, 
what they decide to do is going to be the most interesting element because you cannot let, and I talked about it leading up to this game all week, you cannot let him play backyard football. If you let him get out of the pocket, do the sidearm stuff, do the crazy downfield throws of the last second, which we obviously saw a back-breaking 75-yard touchdown to Tyreek Hill, that's going to be a problem, right? He is as as good as, I think, as good as Lamar outside of the pocket. He, he escapes to throw while Lamar escapes to run a little bit more, but... He is way, extremely underrated play extender, Pat Mahomes. So that's an element to a guy who can handle 22, 23 pressures. He had 23 total pressures and was only sacked two or three times. They ended up giving him three sacks. I think they gave Pro Football Focus gave Clowney a sack there too because the guys met at the spot. But two two total sacks is what the actual NFL docket's going to say. That's unacceptable to be only able to create 20 to be able to create 23 pressures and only convert two into sacks is a massive problem. So they have to figure out how they're going to handle them. They're going to blitz four, or sorry, just rush four and get pressure predominantly from those four. You have to have an answer. You need to either spy him or have different rush lane approaches because if you don't, then you get into the situations you get into where he's extending plays on third and seven, running for a first down. He's extending plays, getting out of the pocket, throwing some some crossing route and zone, whether deep or shallow. He made a couple of those throws on deep crosses. Or, you know, the touchdown ball, which is true chuck-it-up backyard football. But sometimes when you got a guy who can chuck it up, extend plays, weird things happen. And all of a sudden, it's a 75-yard touchdown. So, again, that's the biggest issue to me. And they have to solve that next time they play Kansas City. Because his extension allows Travis Kelsey, allows Tyreek Hill, especially Tyreek Hill, to, to, you know, get more time running down the field, which is never easy to cover those guys. So that's something they have to solve. As far as looking at the metrics for the game, snap count numbers, Greg Newsom played 63 snaps, played pretty solid, had a 76.2 coverage grade. We'll talk specifics in coverage in a little bit. Denzel Ward, so I thought both corners played pretty well, 63 snaps apiece, 74 from Denzel, 72.8 coverage grade. Anthony Walker, and again, I think Denzel, a thing that gets not, I don't think it's talked about enough is the tackling from Denzel Ward. I think he's tackling really well at five tackles and uh, one assisted tackle. Uh, Anthony Walker played 62 snaps. MJ Stewart played 60 in relief of Ronnie Harrison. Stewart graded pretty well, 68.8, 65.0 coverage grade. I thought he was fine with the plays that he was involved in. Anthony Walker was the best linebacker on the field for them. They put him in a really tough spot chasing deep middle on a third and like a third and four. They, they wanted him to chase Tyreek Hill from number three position in trips, inside guy. Right, they they wanted him to uh, to chase, and <laughs> they they are asking him to chase the fastest guy in football up the hash. It's never going to work out. You better have a safety there to cap it, and they were bringing a safety from the opposite side of the field. So, an absolute disaster. I'm not going to blame Walker for that. Uh, Sixty snaps for John Johnson, uh, who did not play all too well because of uh, I think the big play that he gave up, which again a brutally tough play. When Tyreek's crossing your face and cover three on an extended play and just just turns his back at the last possible second to to miss the football going by him and it's just a freak play. I didn't think John Johnson played bad. Miles Garrett, again, eight pressures, five hurries, two hits, a sack. It's a pretty great performance in the rush aspect. That's a 81.1 pass rush grade. He had a 70, 69.0, nice uh, a total grade. Genevin Clowney played pretty well, four pressures himself, three hurries. They gave him credit for a sack as well, 65.6 total grade. 
Malik McDowell is a standout guy for the day on 45 snaps in his first NFL game, gets an 83.0 grade. His run defense was a 76.6. He had, I believe he had uh, three stop tackles on the day, which was great. Great, great metric. Uh, Did not pass rush all too well. He only had one pressure. But again, if he can impact the run game like that, that's what you want from him. Uh, I just think they really have a guy there. Troy Hill played 43 snaps. Uh, Malik Jackson played 43. Malik had four pressures. I like I like a lot about Malik Jackson's game. Jordan Elliott played 27, so he played 56.4 uh, to a tune of uh, 56.4. He played a lot of pass rush snaps. So here's where it gets interesting. And I, again, I should give a shout out to Tack McKinley with 24 snaps. He graded out pretty well, 69.5, a 57.9 pass rush grade. I thought he pass rushed really well. Uh, for a guy who hadn't played a game this year and hadn't played a game in a while, if you go back to his, his issues in Atlanta. So he had two pressures, a hit and a hurry. The issue was linebacker play. JOK only played 25 snaps. So that means they were in base with Mac Wilson and Sione Takitaki on the field for 22 snaps, which to me was a big issue. Mac Wilson with a 40.5 total grade was picked on all day. Malcolm Smith, the other guy, uh, who was picked on as well, 17 snaps and a 29.6 grade. I was surprised by Malcolm Smith because I thought he played well last year in coverage, but they just kept they kept picking on him, kept picking on him, kept picking on him, and it turned into a, uh, a, re- a really ugly, ugly situation there. So um, I want to talk a little bit about specific coverage stuff because I think that's what we would like to know a little bit more about, right? Like how did they handle – how did they handle specific players and coverage? So, you know, if we're looking at. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The coverage concepts that I saw... I saw cover three. I saw some cover, some cover, some quarters. Uh, cover three was the reason why John Johnson was on Tyreek Hill. They were playing a, a shell, keep it out in front of you situation. They were playing a funnel defense where they're going to give uh, Casey easier short throws and come up and tackle and try to limit explosives. And for the most part, they did eliminate explosive plays. Right? They only had the one seventy-five yard freak play that ends up being something of significance to the game but everything else for them like I said for the most part they were able to funnel everything in and I think that is sort of how they want to go about doing this how they want to go about defending the Chiefs because it is extremely hard to defend the Chiefs 
You know, it's 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 brutally challenging to try to, you know, you could go one of two ways. Like I've said, you could come up and press them and try to cover them that way and play cover one, which they did. They did play some man. And when they did play man, they put Tyreek on on um, they put Denzel Ward on Tyreek Hill. And for the most part, Denzel is pretty good. He had seven targets in his direction, allowed five receptions, only 37 yards. The only player who allowed significant, significant yards in coverage was John Johnson because of the 75 yard play. Otherwise, I thought most of the game, people were fine, right? They kept everything in front of them. They did a nice job funneling. Like MJ Stewart was credited with giving up 36. Troy Hill was credited with giving up 48, 34 from Walker, 11 from Mac Wilson. Again, I, I don't, <laughs> the linebacker stuff is really hard because I, I don't, I don't like those guys being tasked with, even if you go zone, that's the thing you have to remember. Even if you go zone, so like Malcolm Smith gives up two catches, 19 yards, two touchdowns. Even if you go zone, you have to defend a person. It's not just defend territory. It's defend a person. And that's the thing that gets lost in translation. So when the Chiefs come out and they know certain personnel groupings are going to get certain players, they're going to isolate Travis Kelsey on a linebacker as often as they can. And I thought the Browns were doing things like if any time the Chiefs went three by one and they motioned their back out wide, all it did was laterally stretch people to defend the jet player. And it left Hill or sorry, uh, uh, Travis Kelsey in the uh, in number one in the slot wide open. He left. He, they did not bring the backside backer over to cover him on the slot seam all game. And I don't know why. I don't know if they just were unprepared for it. But, but a lot of what Travis Kelsey was able to do was because the Browns didn't adjust to him or they had the wrong player in coverage trying to defend him. So that is something that they will have to get rectified. But again, for the most part, I thought the defense was okay, right? They played a lot of zone, but they played some man too. They sprinkled in more man than you think. And I'll have the exact date on this to cover with you at another time, but they sprinkled in some more man defense than I think people understand. And, and, and it wasn't all too bad, you know, but they also went into this game knowing that their offense could could control the game against the Chiefs. And for the most part, through three quarters, they did. If they didn't shoot themselves in the foot in the fourth quarter, it's a different outcome, a different result, a different game, a different conversation. But holding them, uh, I think holding them to to truly 27 points before the fluky 15-yard situation, right, where they were put in two terrible positions in the second half. One where uh, the the fumble by Nick Chubb that they were able to actually hold them to three points, so they they won that scenario. Chubb fumbles. It's uh, at that point twenty two to seventeen. He fumbles. They only give up three, and then obviously the drop punt where they have fifteen yards to the end zone. They end up Chiefs end up scoring, but those are those are terrible spots to to take over for a mishap from your offense. So I thought the defense did enough to win. So you can get mad at. You, you know, you can get mad at Joe Woods all you want. I just don't I don't think that's the most guided criticism that, that could that could be out there because I thought they did enough to win. Do you want them to make things a little harder on them? Yeah, I get it. But they generated pressure. The issue was for me, again, what I have a little bit of an issue with Joe Woods was the the lack of a, a response or an answer to spying Mahomes, keeping him kind of pinned in the tackle box. I think that they they blitzed from depth a couple times linebackers when they could have kept that guy as a as a spy and to me that was an issue because if you're going to blitz a guy from depth against Mahomes it's never going to work out it's just it's just never going to work out so in my opinion the best move there is to spy him so hopefully they learn and adjust on that because if you just wait on Mahomes to escape the pocket you can then make those plays on him in space right so I think that's wise and then I also think the other thing I would have tried to do was go as much nickel as possible. 
I think that you get cute trying to match personnel, and I think that's what the Chiefs want you to do. If they put a fullback or they put a tight end, second tight end on the field, they're trying to trick you into bringing linebackers that can't cover people on the field. So you bring on Sione Taki Taki and you bring on Mac Wilson, and then I think you're playing players that are not as quality as you should be playing when you have you know, a slot corner that you can put on the field or if you wanted to put on the field a um, – you know, a guy like JOK, I think, who covers better. You know, he's young and he's got a lot to learn, but he covers better. He's more athletic. So, again, those are nitpicking things. But, I like, I think I think we would be having a completely def- different defensive discussion if the Browns took care of the football in the fourth quarter. You know, you got to score 35 points to beat the Chiefs. That's just the fact of the matter. Holding them below 35 is a win. With the way that offense is structured and the relationship between, between four guys, between – Reed, Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey are as tough a four-person tandem for a side of the football as there is in any any other place in the NFL. And you have to be able to – if you keep them under 35 and your offense scores five touchdowns, you have a real chance to win. And I thought the Browns did, obviously, have a real chance to win, 35-33. It would have been a the right outcome because that's how you go in there and beat them. But, you know, that can they make some defensive adjustments? Can they spy the quarterback a little bit? Sure. Can they – can they try to be a bit more run lane disciplined? Sure, but you created 23 pressures. You had opportunities to take advantage of those pressures, and you just didn't. So fumbles didn't happen. They didn't create a turnover. That's one thing you would love to see. You know, the Browns had three turnovers of their own. You would love to see a takeaway happen there. They had takeaways last year, right? They had an interception in the playoff game last year. They had a fumble, I believe, they recovered in the playoff game last year. So that's what you want. You know, a defense that's going to bend a little bit but not break create a couple turnovers here and there, and then give your, your offense an even better chance to score. So, again, I, I, I think you could sit here and you could overreact about how the defense played and make all these sweeping conclusions about things, but we don't we don't have a great feel still. You know, you lose Ronnie Harrison early in the football game. That completely changes how you're going to play your safeties. And, again, MJ Stewart was fine, but it does change how you can maybe deploy some of your coverage players, even walking Ronnie Harrison toward the line of scrimmage or putting Ronnie Harrison on Travis Kelsey, Right. Talk about the the issues in covering Kelsey. Maybe there was a plan there with Harrison to use him against uh, against Kelsey. So you know, Greedy Williams is a surprise. He only plays eight snaps. I thought he was on the verge of giving up a touchdown on one of those eight snaps. That to me, going forward, is the interesting thing to pay attention to. They obviously trust Greg Newsom, justifiably so. Newsom was sixty three snaps in his first professional football game. He had only gives up one catch for four yards. So that's a thing that they could really consider doing. Right is Going forward, you know, leaving Newsom with the number two, but number two receiver, isolating him, letting him do his thing, and then kind of using box coverage on somebody like Hill, you know, letting Denzel play that person. You know, if they, if they're coming up with the Texans this week, he could play Brandon Cooks that way because that's their most uh, effective receiver on the football field for the opposing team. The next week, you play Allen Robinson with a little box coverage. It seems like Greg Newsom's able to handle some things and be left on an island. And I think that's a really encouraging thing. It was a nice game. So, again, I don't leave feeling that bad about the defense. Maybe you do. I don't. I don't feel bad. I thought their game plan was about 80% effective. So Rotating between quarters, rotating between cover three, and then rotating between some press man with some Rob coverage techniques from your safeties. I thought they switched it up effectively. I thought they created pressure. They just have to finish. They have to get a little more nickel, a little more dime out there, and they'll do that as Grant Delpa gets healthy. But, again, spy the quarterback a little bit more. If you're going to let your guys kind of go crazy and free rush and get after the quarterback, then you better have somebody there to clean up the mess of the quarterback potentially escaping from the pocket. Would you like to see him them confuse Mahomes a little bit more in coverage? 
Sure, I would have liked to seen that. I would like to try to trap him more here and there. But again, 33 points and, and handling only 33 points off of three turnovers is pretty dang good. You know, and I understand the third turnover isn't going to result in anything for the defense off Baker's interception, but uh, two turnovers, two real turnovers, right? And only allowing 33 points, I think, is, is a pretty dang good day against that offense. And enough, it's a winning effort. It's enough to win the football game. So that's that's kind of my defensive takeaways. Very impressed with efforts from Miles. I thought Clowney was really effective. I thought the both Maliks were pretty effective players. I thought Tack McKinley surprised me, given the scenario that he was in coming into this year. He was he brought some real pass rush juice off the edge. I thought both corners, Newsom and Ward, were effective. I'll have to go watch more of Troy Hill to get a good answer on Troy Hill. But, uh, yeah, I mean, John Johnson's a good football player. He just got put in a couple really tough spots, and that's that's a tough thing to give up, that touchdown that can't happen. He'll admit that. But that's a tough play to make, tougher than people think. You know, when you're you're running away – chasing the player it's the play is still going on you don't know where the football is or what's happening you turn back to try to find the ball or locate whether Mahomes has been tackled or not that's how long that play strung out to the right and that's just a it's a fluky sort of thing man so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make some sweeping conclusion about John Johnson I thought he played pretty effectively for most of the game he had an 82 tackle grade he had four tackles he had uh you know a stop play and really his only issue was the one you know the one target that, that ends up leading to 75 yards. So, you know, I think John Johnson's a very welcome addition to the secondary, as we all thought he would be. The issue was linebacker play. Malcolm Smith, he struggled. You know, Sione Takitaki and Mac Wilson struggled. JOK, I thought was fine. Graded pretty well. 69.5, 78.3 run defense grade, 65.7 pass rush grade. The coverage was hit or miss, 55.2. He only gives up, though, in coverage – uh, he only gives up one catch for nine yards, which did come to to Kelsey on an RPO, but those are tough. So there was just more exposure needed. So again, I don't, I don't. You shouldn't be down on this defense. You shouldn't. You shouldn't at all. I think there's a lot of growth that can happen here. But they were doing what we think they're going to do. They're going to mix up zone coverages, sprinkle in some man blitz every now and again, but get pressure with their front four. Twenty three pressures is a real, real metric, man, to to really, really uh, come away from this game liking. So I feel good about this. I know it's a tough loss. I know that, that things didn't work out. I'll continue to harp, stay the course. I think this defense has a chance to continue to be a pretty good defense. If they can get a couple more takeaways a game, you know, get those one or two takeaways a game, it's a different game Sunday, and it'll be a different team moving forward if they can get some of those takeaways. So I expect them to do so. You should too. I apologize for the tardiness of this podcast. I did not mean for it to come out so late. Again, sorry about that. I'm going to have it smooth sailing the rest of my time in Dallas before I get back Thursday. So, uh, thanks for joining us today. I will be back with a comprehensive offense session tomorrow. So check that one out. Thanks for joining again and go Browns.